If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Grab your popcorn sit back. <laughs> Jump the gun. Oh, no, give me more than that. Okay, go this way. That was dumb. Look we are. Happy Fantasy Draft Friday to everyone in the sports universe for Las Vegas' own Aaron Crouch. I am Michael Carvelis from humble Savannah-ish, Georgia. Aaron, how has your sports weekend been? How has your sports week been and how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I haven't really watched a lot of sports this week, but I, uh, I would say the... Uh... I would say the news um, has kept me involved in the loop for sure. But, uh, yeah, actual on-field product, I haven't watched too much. It's tough, man. You work, you come home, you got to take care of a kid. and yep. Where do you find the time? It's really weird. Well, you're learning, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I apparently did not have COVID for those that care. I do care. I mean, I know you were in rough shape, so. Well, now my voice sounds even worse, but I feel like I'm getting over it finally. So that's, that's good. good. That's good. Had a good week, though, if you know what I mean. Um, MikeAndAaronDrive.com for our website. Um, it's the best of what we have to offer, like the tumbler, the nice hoodie Aaron's got on, the great merchandise from Fanatics like I've got on, all kind of good stuff there. Check it out, MikeAndAaronDrive.com, the best way to support our show besides subscribing to our YouTube, but we're, we're humble. <laughs> yeah, subscribe away. Woo! All right, so James Harden, I don't know if you've seen this video. I try, I shared it on my story. I don't know if you caught it. But I came across this. I had heard that James Harden had called Daryl Morey a liar. Mm-hmm. And he was, because that's been about a week-long thing now. And then the video surfaces. He's in front of some random crowd of like at least at least 50 people i'd say right i don't know if it's an airport or whatever it is but he's basically saying daryl Morey is he's got a microphone daryl Morey is a liar i will never work for something like that and then he says let me repeat that daryl Morey is i'm like dude i don't know why but in my brain it sounded like petty at first and now it just sounds horrible when i see that when you put oh it's like it's like when you put a video to like, I don't want to say police brutality. It's like, you don't really feel it until you see it. It's like, oh, well, this guy's, this guy's a psycho. Like people are, I love the people that are defending. Well, he might promise him amount of money. Dude, it doesn't matter what he promised you. You get everything you want hand and foot. And somehow when you stink it up in the playoffs, you want more money. Why should you expect that from any GM? I don't care about how well he's treated you. I can't. James Harden is too good to choke out in the playoffs. And, I mean, there are times where I say, okay, I don't think guys choked. I think defense was good. James Harden, for years, has done nothing in big games. Like, he is the epitome of a choke artist. And I don't understand where he gets the nerve to call the GM. I don't care how polished you think the GM is. For money, if this is about money. Like, what did he promise you? Because it seems like it's funny after he took you off the trade market because he couldn't find good value, all of a sudden he's a liar. Really? Interesting. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, so what I understand it to be is that James Harden wanted to be a free agent. Daryl Morey asked him to exercise his player option, and he would work out a quote-unquote sign-and-trade deal. That way James Harden could go somewhere else, and the Sixers wouldn't lose wouldn't lose him for absolutely nothing. Right. Um, maybe this is just my bias against James Harden. I'd like to believe the story was Daryl Morey tried to find something out there. Now, I'm sure he had some nibblers. Right. You know, if I'm a team, I'm saying, yeah, here, you have two second-round picks for James Harden. I'll, I'll take a shot with him. Uh, but I'm, I'm willing to believe that nobody wants to pay the price of $35 million for this guy and give up assets. For a guy who, like you said, who's one, aging, two, has no problems acting a fool if he's not happy this is just another exhibit in the long line of it don't forget when he came to camp fat one year i mean just way out of shape yep uh which is funny because they're making memes about that um for next season they're they're there there's memes of james like a cartoon james harden opening up the closet and there's a fat suit right there like oh yeah um yeah can you find me one person when you say the name james harden that comes up with something good to say about him lately i mean nah he's he's who's worse who's more hated harden or kyrie i was gonna say kyrie yeah that's maybe not i was gonna say maybe harden or ben simmons but maybe still but he might be the second or third most hated guy and those 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 might be an inter interchangeable trio right there of hated guys in the NBA, and I, I don't feel bad. Harden's been this way since for, he got famous. I would say since he left OKC. Right. Well, that was when he got famous. Yeah. He beard much. and the rest is history. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no sympathy for him, but at the same time, this is kind of weird that James Harden says this in China. I don't know if you remember. I was wondering what it was. Daryl Morey's comments about China back during COVID, or, not, or just after COVID, with the protests and everything, and right. you know how much the NBA and China are, are uh, in bed together. So, this is it's not a Republican show. It's not even a Republican thing. Okay. The, NBA, the NBA is clearly in bed with China. That's not a that's not a right. political thing. I know. I mean, that's not even a political thing. But uh, you know, it, it's it seems weird the timing that you're all the way across the world. And you come out with this, like, were you even talking to people who follow basketball? I mean, what was this? Do, Aaron, do, do you think, like, and I'm trying to put, like, a, a finger on it because I cannot find anything. What this does to benefit his situation? Like, what is he thinking in his right mind? If his, I'm sure his mind is not concussed or CTE like Antonio Brown, if we're assuming that. So what's... What is what is his accomplish? Does this make other teams want you even more? I think I'm owners look at him like, oh, please keep him, Daryl Moore. You can have the guy. Well, like, what does this do for him? I don't think there's a secret that, that, that teams would take him. They're just not going to take him at this thirty-five million dollar price. And I think the reason James Harden, I, I don't. If, at this point in James Harden's career, it's the money's the money's made. You know, mm-hmm. another $35 million is probably irrelevant. If he was trying to chase a ring, Daryl Morey did screw him over. I mean, it's possible to say that. I'm not I'm not defending James Harden. Don't get that, like, right. don't get that eye-rolling thing. Like, this isn't defending I'm wondering, man. But if James Harden was, was, was chasing a ring, he knew it wasn't happening in Philly, 
He had no intention to exercise the $35 million option. There's a chance James Harden's willing to go take a huge pay cut to join the team like the Lakers or join or a team Clippers. like the, yeah, or the Clippers or the Miami Heat or the, thing, or the Boston Celtics. Like, you can say no all you want, but... I'm, the- I'm glad you mentioned that because one of my recent posts on X... God, I hate saying that. One yeah. of my recent tweets on Twitter, Elon Musk, is... I was like, hey, guys, um, I remember when this app was called Twitter. I love that I did that. I remember when this app was called Twitter. A bunch of bums told me that the Miami Heat need James Harden because he's just he's, – the Heat will, will change him. Um, I was not on that camp, and I got crucified. I was personally insulted. I just think it's funny that the Heat culture is literally work your butt off and get rewarded, and James Harden wants to do it the other way around. And I feel like it's funny how I feel. I feel a sense of vindication now that the Miami Heat did not want this locker room cancer. Well, I'll be careful what you wish for because if the Philly ends up buying him out, he's got thirty-five, probably twenty million dollars and a and a license to sign wherever he wants. So I'll take him for twenty. They ain't gonna give him no thirty-five. Stop that. No, they're gonna. I'm saying Philly probably buy him out for somewhere around that that money. Yeah. I don't know. His, I don't know his buyout number, but then he can sign wherever he wants. He might still end up in in, in Miami, which. You know, you might say, "Oh, that's okay." He's still a cancer. He's still a cancer to teams. I mean, this. I don't think Pat would, would touch that. Look at look at where he's been. I mean, Houston. He got a coach fired. The coach made a decision to bench him. It turned out to be a great decision. They came back yeah. and won the series. They were down three two. I know they lost to Golden State that year, but you know, and then he goes to Brooklyn, where that was just a nightmare scenario. He was actually the most consistent one there. That's not. I mean, he was supposed to be with his friends. Well, yeah, he got exactly what he wanted, and then he goes to Philly, gets exactly what he wants. I mean, he's like, I don't. People Dwight are Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. He's going to get signed. The question is, is if if I'm Daryl Morey, at this point, I just let him sit and rot. <laughs> That's what he's doing, anyways, in big games. Might as well. If I'm Daryl Morey, I'm gonna let him sit and rot, and I don't know who the 76ers coach. The new who's the new coach? Because I know Doc got fired. Do they even have a coach? I don't know yet. You, it's pretty close to the season, <laughs> right? Uh, I'd say, look, new coach, whoever you are, like leave this guy alone. You're not gonna get fired like Kevin McHale did. Eh. Just let him sit on the on the edge of the bench and rot. I don't care. Make him show up. Don't put him in the he game. Won't. And if he doesn't show up, then his contract becomes void. He's not hurt. He's not hurt. We don't have to pay him. So screw it. This isn't another. We're not going through Ben Simmons again. Mm, especially in that city. Hmm. Yeah. My back hurts all of a sudden. James Harden says. That's because you had one too many donuts. Oh. Michael Ahar. Um. This. Okay. So I. I've seen this joke a million times, and I'm just gonna play it out here because I don't know how else to, how else to phrase this. He feels blindsided by his adoptive family. I know America loves Sandra Bullock, and they love the the movie, which is a good movie. I've only seen it once or twice. Like I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and just watch it. I don't watch movies like that. But anyways, it, this was the guy who was the blindside. If white family adopts the black kid, well, if you remember in the movie, they painted him kind of dumb. And as for years, this guy has not liked that. And he's also got no money from it. And the best part about yeah. what I say, they painted him dumb, and they painted it to look like that he was not, 
he had never picked up a football, never played football before, which it turns out was not the case. Not even, yeah, he was already ready to go by that point. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, I'm not mad at the movie itself. I am frustrated that they knew what they were doing. Um, because the the thing is, apparently he's never gotten paid for it because they tricked him into signing. God, I wish I knew, forget that. Keep on forgetting that word. Conservatorship. Was, conservatorship, right? Instead of an adoption paper, which apparently means, every, like, it's not his family. Like, they get all the money from the guy. Which to me is really, really weird that that's even an option in life. Like, you can just sign away. Sure, take everything in my, in my name. I That's weird to me. Uh, yeah, usually. Like, who it, does that benefit besides them? Usually it happens to, like, older people. Oh, Because wow. it's like, it's basically power of attorney. Basically, they can make the right. decisions for somebody. Uh, most famously, it happened to Britney Spears. Her dad signed a, her dad, uh, signed a conservatorship to take control of her. And we all know all the crazy things that happened with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with this situation, I, I, guess I, I guess I don't really understand if, if you were adopted versus a conservatorship, would you legally be entitled to money in that spot? Because just because I adopted you, like how many how many child stars have had their 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 earnings thrown away? I mean, Macaulay Culkin's the first one to come to mind, uh-huh. thrown away by their parents who didn't sign. I mean, you know, if by whether adopted or not, they've had their their fortune just destroyed. And uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know if an adoption necessarily would have changed things in this spot. Yes, however, however, I, 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 I don't know how to feel with this because the blind side was at least a decade ago. I know that probably more. I understand the thing with, with regards to, I know Michael Lower has said, this is not how it went. We, if you don't believe that Hollywood exaggerates the hell out of movies to make them, you know, pull at your heartstrings, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we wh- whether or not we knew he was a stud before they adopted him or conserv- conservatored him, I guess, um, that that's irrelevant at this point. Uh, the question I have is there's there's all these different numbers that are being thrown out. Uh, Sean Tui, the father, has said they only made a collective $75,000. Bull crap. The there's some other people coming out, including including Michael Lowe's lawyer, that they've made in the net net upwards of around three million dollars. and you see other other um organizations they've made that supposedly are like charities, but they're all they're wondering like how much money is in that crap. Yeah, well, again, I'm they not. They wrote well, a book about the guy. Like this is well, well they they, they didn't write the book. Somebody wrote the book and they they offered they them the rights to it and right. I'm willing to believe they made more than $75,000. I'm also willing to believe that they could have made millions of dollars. The question I have is, well, two questions I have is, if Michael Orr has always constantly come out and said, I made no money off of this, and two, like, why why are we waiting decade plus to do something like this? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let's not do... I've seen so many people comment that, and to me, it's like they're like, "Well, what did he blow his money?" Like the fact that he's been consistent, and the fact that it was it took this long for him to find something, like he had to hire a new lawyer, I think, to help him find it. I they don't found like, anything. There's no proof. What? 
There is zero proof. It was conservative. It was conservatorship. Yeah, but that doesn't tell us anything. He didn't know that. I understand that they. Uh, you could argue that they may have bait and switched him, but the, the simple fact is, if he was an if he was adopted, I don't think they owed him money either way. They say that's that's why it's a lawsuit, though, because they would have. Because basically, they, basically they if he wants money, he can't even try. Though I think under the conservatorship. That that I understand, but I can understand the the, the duping. And if you want to sue for. If that's what they're suing, is that what he's suing for? That's what I'm wondering. I, I wonder if, if that's a fine line to walk. Like, okay, and you signed a contract at 18 years old. But again, <laughs> 15 years ago, how do you prove that you were duped other than you're just saying it? One thing that makes me wonder about this, and I, I, I know it's kind of like what I just debunked or kind of like got mad at. I'm wondering if, I know it was consistent, but if the movie had, had flopped... Would he still have cared as much as he does to this day? I or, think it would have worn off. Or if he didn't become a professional player. I mean, say he say he didn't get drafted or say he got cut and didn't win a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, like say all that. Like he had a what, eight, ten year career? And, and now he wants money? So we can assume that he made fairly decent money, maybe not, you know, top you know, offensive lineman money, but he probably made fairly, I'd say he made at least $10 million in his career. That's a low, that's a low guess. I wonder what his net worth is. Like, that'd be a good, I mean, again, it's your, it's your money. If you think you deserve it, that's fine. Sure. But I wonder, I hope this isn't a waste of his time because it sounds like he said, she said, and that's not good. Now, I understand this is a civil case, so the burden of proof is really just the majority of your jury at this point versus having to completely and 100% convince a jury of your peers we're in, in a in a criminal case, but I just I, I, I don't see any evidence that they could find that what of what they made. There's no nobody's pulling out. Hey, I've got the contract that the two he signed with the book uh, author. I have the contract that the two he signed because apparently they negotiated money for their their biological kids. So how? I mean, I'm not defending That's them. That's wild to me. They could be a complete sack of crap. I, I'm not defending them, but I'm saying you have, if you're going to accuse somebody, like, unfortunately, it doesn't work that today, that way today in today's media because of the court of public opinion. But mm -hmm. if you're going to accuse somebody, you have to come with facts. And they I, have to come I with think, anything but, but accusations. Right. And I could be wrong. I, I think I read that the lawyer that he has now is the same one that was their lawyer, something like that. So maybe that helps. Well, I mean, yeah, that could help if he's got. But again, he still has to have proof. He can't just say, "Well, I was their lawyer, so what I say is gospel." And also, it's like you're 18. Like I understand like, you may have been lied to, but do, I mean, if you sign a contract, that really stinks. But it's like I, I can't help you. I don't Which know. If I, you, I don't like. I don't know if you noticed. You completely flipped on this on this topic. What? In the beginning, you wanted to defend Michael Orr. And no, just... no, I want to defend him because I think there is a level to them being scumbags. The fact that they have... That's they totally have, possible. The fact that they have like $75,000 and that's their thing for years and they have a charity and a book, I think it's all bullcrap. I, I think it's completely bushly what they've done. It still, on the other at the same time, does not defend the fact you're 18, you sign a contract. I don't know how to get around that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I see both. But like, push comes to shove, you sign a contract. I mean, I will always, I will always defend Michael Owers by saying when the when the when the blindside came out, he said, "This is not how it is. It's not accurate right. representation." 
Which is fine. We know Hollywood is a glorified But they had to sign off on some fairy tale. Tell some stuff. Uh, but now he's making accusations that he was not allowed anywhere near the set. Uh, you know, again, the money accusations. Like, I don't know, maybe he just didn't care because I'm going to be a professional football player. Like, let's not act like he was a smart person. He, his, his GPA was a .75 before he met the Tui family, and they gave him tutors. He was not a smart kid. He was an athletic kid. He was, defi- he was definitely a five-star recruit, but the problem was he couldn't get into college. According to the lawsuit, he also says that, that, that that's not true either. It, that, that's a proven fact. Oh, wow. He had a one, like a 1.0 grade point average or less. He was not a smart person. He might have become a smart person because of now all the people around you. But the fact of the matter is, is again, the burden of proof is on Michael Orr. And it's always so easy because look at look at what we've done again. We've created this white savior versus black poor. We've created another racial issue. It, it's, it's, it never ceases. In, in any modicum of life, it never ceases that this is what happens. So when you have all of these accusations out, one side defends the other side. I don't get. I'm I'm white, but I am not defending the twoies at anything. But what I'm saying is, is we can't just automatically slap them as being complete and utter scumbags because we oh, don't yeah. know the truth. I think there may be a level of that because they did profit off of this. However, I am curious one thing. We may we may or may not ever find out, and I'll, I'll wrap it up here. Who sought out the movie and the book? Did the twoies uh, did the twoies actually go out and try to say, "Hey, look at this story I've got. I think you might want it." Or did people come to them? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, did they did they influence the story in a way that made him even worse, and so they they profit even more? It's totally possible, but I just don't know how you. Are, prove are they that smart though to do that? I feel like Hollywood would have taken the reins of that one. I don't know, but like people are saying, Sandra Bullock should give her Oscar back. I'm like, oh she, BS, stop she played that. A part that she played a part in a movie. That's it. Calm down. I know. Watch your tail between your legs. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. When we come back, um, we're talking the last quarterback starting debate after these guys have won their jobs. And also, dude, you just got here, so where are you going? We'll be right back to the AM Driveless Fantasy Drive Friday. See that one again or no? One what? The countdown. I can see the countdown. I can't hear anything. But weird. All right, welcome back to this Fantasy Draft Friday edition of the AM Drive. We are presented by our friends at Shankit Golf. If you want to look good on the course while you're playing bad, you've got to visit ShankitGolf.com or go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the logo that looks similar to this right here. Uh, when you're shopping, make sure that when you're checking out, use the promo code AM Drive to get you 15 percent. Off of your order, tell the guys at Shank It Golf that the guys at AM Drive sent you, and uh, for that we thank you. Stop. We are shankful. Thank you for that. We're shankful. <laughs> That's right. All right, so Aaron, this one kind of hits home for you because you are a Buccaneers fan. Well, probably, probably like your third or fourth favorite team, if I'm being real, right? <laughs> no. Come They're on, been... it's not. I'm surprised. That's my favorite team. I'm, I was. Born, it really is. I was raised in Tampa. Yeah. But you're a Patriots fan. 
I like the Patriots too. You've yeah. lied to me this entire time. I like both. I, those are the only two teams I root for. So I don't know where you get these third and fourth and fifth. Actually, I'm sorry. I root for a third team. They okay. are my favorite team. It is whoever I bet on that week. So. Oh, give me a break. Okay, um, I'm a Colton Falcons fan for what's worth. It's not. Okay, Kyle Trask for Baker Mayfield. You're, what, you're a Falcon fan when it's convenient. Calm down. I, I do like supporting the – it would be nice to see them win because I love their logo. I love their whole vibe. I just can't <laughs> – the team is – I like the Falcons because I like their logo. <laughs> that's right. What? Oh, come on, man. Come on. Okay, so the dynamic here between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield – is that Kyle Trask is the higher, like second round, I think, draft pick? He's a second round pick, yeah. Okay. I thought he wasn't bad at Florida. Oh, he's better than Anthony Richardson at Florida. I'm not saying he has a better ceiling, or is he better than Anthony Richardson? I feel like he was better at Florida if we're using that debate. But Kyle Trask obviously sat behind Tom Brady, learning from the GOAT for, again, what that's worth, I have no idea. And then. Even though they had him, they still signed on Baker Mayfield. And one would assume this might be Baker's last chance, as we both probably do, to be a decent starter in the NFL, if at all. So I ask you, if you're a... If you're Todd Bowles, I don't even want to do that to you. If you are the coach of the Buccaneers and you are Aaron Crouch, I like to think you're competent here. Do you start the second year, like this, the second round pick? Do you start Baker Mayfield? How are you playing this whole thing? It's a tough spot for me because I finished eight and nine last year. My my quarterback is gone. A lot of my defense is coming back a year older. The thing is, is all the pieces are really still in place. Nine again. I know they were eight and nine, but they're two years removed from. Um, a, a NFC divisional round, and they're three years removed from a Super Bowl. This team is, for all intents and purposes, the core is the same. Yep. It's a tough spot because I think right now Baker Mayfield is the better option to hopefully be a winner uh, in this division that is clearly winnable. But at the same time, I feel like after three years – don't I really kind of need to see Kyle Trask in some game action? It, it is very hard to, to make a decision here. And I might shock you, but I think for the first part of the season, I got to go with Baker Mayfield. So, at first glance, I think 70 at least percent of people would say the same thing, like the majority of people. Right, fair enough. I thought people would go with Trask, to be honest with you. Really? I thought people would say, look, you're not supposed to be competitive. Go see what you got. And actually, I, 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 you asked me this question three, three days ago. I probably would have said that. But um, I think in the early stages of the season, if you can get out to a lead, uh, you know, you can win a few games in this division. It, you know, like nine games might win this division this year. So it, it's totally possible that you go – four and one to open up it's you know you got a shot the problem with my with with me starting baker if i'm the coach is i know there's a ceiling on the team automatically okay and i'm not saying there's not one for kyle trask per se but cleveland browns have also had a good run game and a good defense when baker was there sometimes 
Mm-hmm. Like Baker has had this opportunity, and if you are not clear cut already that he is your starter, I think just say you know what if we go, if we start off a season like crap, Kyle Trask, I don't like I don't care like let Kyle Trask take it from week one because we don't know his his ceiling yet. We know Baker Mayfield. If you make the playoffs, do we trust you? No, you're probably not going to make the playoffs with either one of these guys. But Kyle Trask gives me the ability to see, wow, this guy's not bad, i.e. Um, Brock Purdy, or this guy is a bum, take your pick. Like, Baker I would <laughs> Right, right, exactly. I, like, I was on the Baker Mayfield train, but it's like, you still haven't won the job. I'm hearing all these nice things about came out, you're, you're a team, I don't want to hear that. Are you good? Because obviously he ain't. And Kyle yeah. Trask has got to, they got to say, listen, dude, Go out there, even if, it's, even if it's like two or three weeks. See what he's got. Because this see, team the worst, is good, like you said. See, the, the worst problem I think that, uh, that could have been left by this is the fact that they finished – they won the division last year. They finished in first place. And what does that mean when you finish in first place? The next year you get to play a first-place schedule again. Right, that's fair. So, I mean, let, let's, let's read this off. They start the season at Minnesota – Home versus Chicago, home versus Philly, at New Orleans, home versus Detroit, home versus Atlanta. It's not bad. It's defense, but it's not bad. Three and three at best. For who though? Which quarterback? But that's what I'm saying. Like, can either quarterback go through that and be five and one or four and two? I think. I think. I don't think they beat Minnesota. I don't think they beat Philadelphia. So there's two losses on your on there already. They go to New Orleans, which they've had trouble with Brady winning there. Uh, you know, it's and then after that they go at Buffalo, at Houston to win. But then they got Tennessee, San Francisco, Indianapolis. Like the the season gets easier along the way. So I don't I don't know. I, I feel like you take your shot in those first five games. If you're four and one or three and two, you're three and two. Whoever you decide to start, it's got to be the start of the rest of the year. I think you didn't bring in Baker Mayfield on accidents. Yeah, no, and that's the thing that's killing me. It's like, ugh. It's tough. Like, if you go with Kyle Trask, you're already – are you already punting the season? I don't know if it's more punting as it is can we get this thing inside the 20-yard line kind of punt. Like, it, it's punting in a way because you are taking the, the gamble. I really take the game. Like to me, how much shit, like are you? Do you really have job security? Saying we got Baker Mayfield, because uh, presumably a lot of people probably thought, okay, they got Baker Mayfield. He's gonna be the Bucks quarterback. That still hasn't happened yet. Right, and that's. I mean, the onus is on Bowles and the coaching staff to decide, and right. maybe, and maybe they just need to see more because the alleg- allegedly in practice Baker has thrown quite a few picks. Um, what that means, I don't know, because I've seen video of Dak Prescott doing the same thing. But right. you know, he's not in a competition. Um, I don't think he, I don't know if Todd Bowles keeps his job either way. If if whoever quarterback he starts and it's poor, I think he's done. I mean, this is this was not a hire done really by the G. I mean, I know the GM eventually hired him when Bruce Arians stepped down, but this was almost a forced hand kind of thing. Like right. you know, when BA stepped down, it was. You know, this is the replacement. This isn't like, hey, I'd like you to consider Todd Bowles. It's like, I'm only stepping down because this is the replacement. So, 
I mean, this isn't Jason Light's guy, never necessarily. So I don't know. I mean, like you said, like I, I really sit like 51-49 in favor of starting Baker Mayfield. Uh, but it, I mean, you you could I mean the wind blows a different way, and you could change my mind to Kyle Trask. I mean, seriously, it's it's tough. I, I me personally, because I'm a fan and not one of the players or not the head coach, I'm starting Kyle Trask. But you okay. you you asked me to put myself in the coach's shoes. I think I got to go Baker Mayfield to start the season. I think it's a lose lose, but I think there's more of a win side for Kyle Trask. I just think because you, you haven't seen him yet. Exactly. Like, why not? Sure, go ahead. No, I agree with you again. But you're talking. You're asking. You're at. You're. If you're asking as a. If you're asking a coach, they're gonna go with. They would rather go with what they what they've proven. Especially right. a coach who's on the hot seat. You take out Shane Steichen because he, again, I don't think he can be fired this season under really any circumstances except for just complete and utter incompetency, like Nathaniel Hackett. Um. Todd Bowles doesn't have that luxury, right? So again, he didn't buy Trask. He didn't. He didn't draft Trask. He may or may not have had a hand in bringing Baker in. So it's it's really a tough spot here. I I would start Baker, but it it wouldn't be a long leash for sure. Maybe the first four games of the season before you go, they got an early buy. So that's fair. That's a good. Maybe they do give give Baker the early thing. And see, and after the buy, all right, Kyle Trask. Here we go. Consider if he can beat Philly and go to New Orleans and beat New Orleans. Like, oh. I think if they're two the and two or better. Good, like you said. I mean, who, they're all there still. I know Russell Gage is now out for the season, but you have Godwin, Evans, Kate Otten's an up-and-coming player. Ronald defense, Jones, your running back? Uh, no, not Ronald Jones. It's no, Ronald Jones. Gone. Yeah, Rashid White is the is the running back. Yeah, so, Rashad or something. Um, Rashad Rashid, whatever it is. I mean, he can if he can develop. You know, who knows? We'll see what happens here, but. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd go with Baker to start the season. Dude, you just got here. Aaron, I'm going to put this as a nothing burger for the Colts here. I think uh, the story is that Jonathan Taylor came back to camp as we as we were like, oh, cool. And then he automatically has to leave for personal reasons. I think this is valid for Jonathan Taylor unless something else comes out. But my thoughts are it didn't move the needle for me either way. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I think this may be starting a trend here. If the running back markets, if they want the running back markets to kind of be reset, I just learned today that if you're on your first contract trying to negotiate your second contract and you hold out, those fine, you don't have to be the like the fines can be waived. Uh, a player like Zach Martin, who just held out, was on his he's trying to restructure his second contract. He had to pay like upwards of like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in fines. They couldn't waive them. I think if you're running backs, this may be the only play you have, the only card you have to play right now is to hold out between your first and second contract and try to get paid. And obviously we saw Saquon didn't, but Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's trying to play this card. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the end result is because the Colts have just seemed to make it feel like they're like, do what you got to do. We're going to just move like, have the Colts punted this season as well? No. Naming, naming Anthony Richardson the starter after he was literally the worst quarterback in their first preseason game? What? Statistically, he was terrible. He was 6-12 of 12 with a pick. Minshew was better, uh, and Ellen, mm. Ellinger was better. I don't think, no. I disagree. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at the statistic box score. I, mean, I didn't watch the game. but I did. But to tell me, I mean, he may be more exciting and elusive, but he was the worst quarterback. 
he was the worst quarterback statistically in the box score. So, anyways, I, I feel like the Colts are are playing with their potential, and whether Jonathan's there or not, I don't know if they care at this point. I don't think so either. The last thing I'll say is that we've got Deion Jackson, who looked really good in preseason game one, Jake Funk, who looked usable at times, and then other guys as well. So I, I, I think running back by committee is the is the thing you're telling Jonathan Taylor here. Jonathan Taylor wants to, the Colts to think they need him, which they probably do. But I think Colts are like, well, we see the guys we have. Like, they're not bad. I mean, to be successful, yeah, they probably need him. I just don't know if they care about absolute success this year in, instead of just growing the team. I mean, there's nothing wrong with growing a bunch of young guys at this point. So, um, And there's always the, the Kareem Hunts. I mean, he's the last known running back on the market at this point. So we'll see. Fantasy Draft coming up next. It's AM Drive. For the final segment of the week, it's Fantasy Draft Friday time presented by Agridime. If you are looking for the best high-quality meats delivered directly to your door, or you want to invest, invest in cattle for great yes. returns on your money, please visit our friends at Agridime. Going to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Clicking the logo that, again, looks like that. And promo code for the purchases, AM Drive for 10% off. Or if you want to invest, just let them know the guys at AM Drive sent you in the comment box. We appreciate you guys, and it helps out the channel tremendously. Nothing Burger? <laughs> no, you always give a Nothing Burger. This one, but yes, it, it does. This is not happen. a Nothing Burger. These are something burgers. That's right. Also, um, don't name the cow. What? Don't name the cow. Oh, don't name the cow. They said don't eat the cow. I'm like, that's oh. exactly what you do. It's a whole purpose, right? Um, why this come up? It's obvious, but tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, sports feuds happen all the time. Of course, you know, there's player versus team, player versus city, player versus player. Uh, but we've been in a, in a, in a hot-headed world lately with, with fights and feuds. Last week we did, uh, well, last week we did fights. This week we're going to do feuds. Uh, Fantasy Draft Friday, best sports feuds, I think was a good one for this week. Um. Who has first pick? Last week's first pick was what? Uh, ooh. Last Sorry. week's first pick was a fight. I think you picked the Malice at the Palace, right? Right, because I just like kind of, yeah, okay, so it's your turn. Yeah, so in honor of James Harden and Daryl Morey, we're going to pick our best fantasy draft, best sports feuds. Uh, I I don't know which one to go. The first yes, pick. You do. I really don't feel like I have a ton of – I don't have a first pick, but I have a ton of really good picks on my list. Mm. Ah, this is a tough one. I think my first pick in the Fantasy Draft Friday Best Sports Feuds may go a little off here, but I'm going to take Bill Belichick versus one of his old protégés, Eric Mangini. Wow. When Eric Mangini snitched on Bill Belichick, which led to what we all know today as Spygate. 
good. I, I'm actually shocked you gave me all these options here, but okay, cool. It's all yours if you think you got something. If I think I got something. Um, I'm probably going to give you a free throw with this one because one of them can't make them, but I'll, I'll take the other thing in this. Another debate you may not have thought of. Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas. Come on! I just don't. I think it's a one-sided feud. I think I think what? Isaiah. I think Isaiah's petty, and Michael Jordan did one documentary, and that was it. No, this thing about we're talking about like the the um was it the the world was it USA basketball? Isaiah to this day still continues to say Jordan was kind of helped become the goat by the NBA with referees. I I think you're underplaying that. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying like Isaiah Thomas maybe doesn't have a thing, but. Michael doesn't talk about it. It's not a feud. Mm, it pretty much is. How is it a feud if it's one-sided? How would it be one-sided? Michael Jordan doesn't clearly did not like the guy. Michael doesn't talk about it. Because he doesn't like him. But it's not a feud. It's a feud to me. If someone ignore, completely ignores it, it's not a feud. It's To me, it's a feud. Because uh, it have, the first thing I can't believe Michael, that's what you went with your first pick. Yep. All right, number two pick for me. Oh, this is a tough one I'll here. Give me a break. I don't want that one. It's too. It's too low hanging fruit. It doesn't even make it. It's, it was first on my list, but I don't. I don't care. I mean, I don't pick it. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm gonna take. You may not remember this, and it was. It was even older than me, but I remember seeing the clips of these. No, maybe I won't take that. I don't know. <laughs> this is so You're tough. There's a bunch of like third overall picks. There's not really. Ones and twos here for me. So, mm. uh, yeah, I'm going to take George Steinbrenner versus his coach Billy Martin, who he fired three times Ooh. and rehired. How do you? How I, in today's world you would never see a coach fired and rehired three times by the same team. Right. It, I mean, Billy Martin got into it not only with his owner, with Reggie Jackson as well. You could argue that feud was great as well. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take my number two pick, George Steinbrenner versus Billy Martin. Steinbrenner is a, is a good one because it's the Yankees, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And he is Steinbrenner, so. Um, I already got me an NBA one. I'll go back to one of those later. I'm going to take um a recent one. It was Colin Kaepernick versus the NFL owners. Really? That's, that's not a... <laughs> it was only three different websites for being a feud. But it's not a one-on-one feud. It's one-on-thirty-two. On, one on the owners, not the NFL. The owners. That's thirty-two owners. So You're really bad it. at this game. I can't have it. No. Okay. Because okay, I would have done John. I would have done John Rocker versus the City of New York. You were too. That's a good too, one. But it's not a one-on-one. It was feud. like all these websites that said feuds had that in there. Yes, but this is not wow. This, this is not one versus city. This oh, is, this is I'm, one I'm on one. I'm sure not like, going to put that in your feud list. That's fine. I'll go with Tony Parker versus Brent Berry. Then I have no idea what you're talking about. I know who they are, but That's you're really bad at this game. <laughs> Tony Parker was cheating on his own teammate's wife, mm. and he's known to this day as being a cheater. For cheating on his own teammate's wife. Cheating on his own teammate's no, yeah, his own teammate's wife. He slept with her, yes. 
that's that's happened quite a few times allegedly like i think golden state didn't go uh golden tate sleep with russell wilson's wife allegedly or (sighs) you're getting bad at this game you are missing the greatest feuds for the sake of the sake of sack the sake of one-on-one i'm i'm shocked uh we can do a we can do another feud debate i'm just saying like you asked me specifically last night i said one-on-one one person versus one person Mm. And, and you just decided to hell with that. So, wow. uh, I feel like a lot of them I'm taking are just too too old for you. So I'll come back. I'll come back to one that you may or may not remember. And it's in the UFC. And of course, both both guys had all the ammunition they could handle because. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to go with John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. Oh. Uh, John Jones obviously beat Cormier. Well, he beat him once, and then there was a no contest, uh, which John Jones was dominating the fight. Daniel Cormier, of course, got to clap back with all of John Jones' legal problems, his drug problems, his steroid problems. So uh, they never shied away from the microphone when it came to talking about each other. So for me, number three, I'm going to go John Jones and Daniel Cormier in the UFC. I want to go... You probably want to let me have LeBron versus David Griffin, will you? I'll let you... Ha- I actually have LeBron versus Dan Gilbert on my list, so I would let you have David... Okay, what, what do you mean Dan Gilbert? Remember when Dan Gilbert wrote the letter when LeBron left? I thought that, I thought that was who David Griffin was. Well, Dan Gilbert's the owner. Jeez. Oh, Dan, you... Same thing. I have the D, my bad. I should have the DG. That was yeah, you like the D. Wow. Sorry, you're really bad at this draft today. <laughs> no, that's okay. Then I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with... You could have had LeBron and Dan Gilbert. No, I'm going with Peyton Manning versus Mike Vanderjack. I had that one on there, too. Because <laughs> I feel like Mike kind of did not help Peyton Manning's goat cause with his missing kicks. And then Peyton Manning saying, this idiot kicker is liquored up or whatever. So I'm going to go with that one. Well, yeah, because Mike Vanderjack was was liquored up and went on a uh, a little tirade about how Peyton Manning struggled in the playoffs and Peyton Manning and sunny Hawaii at the Pro Bowl. Our idiot kicker goes and gets liquored up. And t- it was a good one at the time. I do remember that. Right. Uh, oh, okay. So I'll leave you LeBron and Dan Gilberts if you hey, want. Well, you, you can take it. I don't care. I'm, I'm in, I'm I, don't, I didn't really want it. It was on my list, but it's number nine. So right. it's it's. I still have the ones I want. I'll, I'll take the low-hanging fruit. Uh, I'll go with my number four pick as Kobe versus Shaq. I mean, it, it's not a it's it's a great feud at the time. I don't know if it holds up all-time legendary, but at the time, Kobe was a little bit. I love Kobe, but he was a little bitch. Oh come on with your cussing. <laughs> he was a little bees notch. Uh, but Shaq wrote the best line in in the history of music. Uh, at at Kobe, I have ever heard uh, when he was literally he wrote a song that said Kobe, tell me how my ASS tastes. <laughs> wow, um, and you gotta go back and look at that feud. I thought it was a great feud. Again, I don't know if, because they're so cool now. I don't know if it really stands the test of time. But Kobe and Shaq, I believe that was like '03 because I think I think I think Shaq was on Miami the next year. Right. Um, it was the year they lost to the Pistons. I think that was 03 or 04. 04. 
Yeah, that's when it all kind of fell apart. But then again, like I said, they they kissed and made up, and I don't know if it stands the test of time. But at the at the at the uh, at the juncture that it was, it was it was a pretty awesome feud. I'm gonna go with um, this one's interesting. Antonio Brown versus Mike Mayock. Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> really? It's just okay. He was already an idiot. He uh... already he already pissed. I, I, this was the first team he got traded to. Obviously, yeah. if they were in Vegas, he probably would have been better. He probably would have liked him more. But um, the fact that he had frostbitten feet showed pictures to social media for us to, to throw up at. And then calls the Mike Miyaka a cracker. Oh. Oh. It offends me so much, Aaron. It was, uh, it was gross. It was gross. Mike Miyaka's not even on the team anymore. Well, no, neither of them are on the team. Neither of them are in the league anymore. Right. I, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I just, I mean, Mike Mayock really didn't didn't respond back. He didn't fight back. So. I mean, there was there was enough there. Yeah, I, I, I it was a lot better than your, uh, who was it, Colin Kaepernick thing. So. Wow. All right, my last pick, my fifth pick. I, I've got a couple here. I got three. I got four to choose from. I think all of them are really good for a fifth pick, but uh, I'm going to go – I've got baseball, I've got football, I've got basketball, I've got UFC. So, really, I'm just picking a second on any of those. If you take one of them, I know you're going to win the draft. I know which one you're going to take. Uh, I don't think you do. Mm. I'm going to take the Subway Series feud oh. between Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza. Oh, July of that year, Mike Piazza gets drilled in the head by Clemens, down and out, misses time, concussion. And then, of course, in the Subway Series, a year later, after 9-11, everything, tensions are high. Mike Piazza hits a broken bat foul ball. The broken bat heads over to Roger Clemens. And then he turns around and throws it right at Mike Piazza. (laughs) He says he wasn't throwing it at Piazza, but he was. That's I mean, disgusting. there's no doubt about it. That was Roy Grage to the fullest effect by Roger Clemens. So my fifth pick, and I'll, I'll list my honorable mentions after you pick, but my fifth pick is Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza. Because not only was it on the field, it, it stemmed into the, into the reporters as well. They were talking crap about each other. And, of course, it's a, it's a natural rivalry, Mets-Yankees. So. I'm going to go with one that I thought you were going to pick, and if to me, if you picked it, you would have won the draft unanimously. But I'm going to give myself like a, a 10% chance here. Donovan McNabb versus Terrell Owens. Didn't even make my list. What? Really? Donovan didn't say anything back to him. Are you serious? I mean, he... Please tell me, enlighten me. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, my... There's, they've done it like podcast years later talking about the crap. Well, they've come on podcasts together when they're buddies. No, 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 like separately. Like T.O. Okay. still. All right, all right. Oh, come. That's bad, Aaron. Fair you enough. You got to do better, man. I got to do better. That's bad. Terrell Owens think is, is a walking sports feud. Terrell, Terrell Owens is a walking If you think feud. McNabb turned his back and just didn't say anything, I, I am shocked. I am shocked. All right, maybe I missed something. I, I didn't like, no, I didn't even have that on my list. Oh, yeah. My uh, my three, I guess, honorable mentions would be Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I thought that was one you were going with. I, yeah, I just they were on the same team, and right. neither of them like they all they both just fell off a cliff. It was political BS. Well, they they both supported the same candidate. What are you talking about? It wasn't political. 
Masvidal is a big Trump guy, and Colby Covington is obviously a big Trump guy. Right, okay. Uh, my other two, I actually kind of am having some buyer's remorse with these two. I would have loved to put them on my list, but unfortunately I only have five. Uh, Pete Rose versus Bud Selig. Right. Pete Rose has continuously bashed Bud Selig, and of course Bud Selig has come back and said, you will never be in the Hall of Fame as long as oh. I'm alive, which so far has held up. Oh. Uh, and my last one, this was just, this was an era where I liked basketball. Like, I loved basketball. And it was Reggie Miller versus yeah. Spike Lee. I mean, I don't know if, if you're old enough to remember Spike Lee literally looking like a, like if you watch it on TV, he looked like a coach. He was all over the place, trash talking whoever came into the garden, including Michael Jordan. Um, and, and then, of course, the, the famous Reggie Miller, you know, the, the sign, the choke sign. Uh, it's, it's an incredibly awesome feud to see. Obviously, it doesn't exist anymore. They love each other, but they're not in the NBA anymore. But, uh, Reggie Miller versus Spike Lee almost made my, uh, almost made my list there. My, um, honorable mentions, if they even count, um, are... Why are you hating so much? Like, just calm down. I just, I didn't Bre- think they were great picks. Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that's a feud oh, necessarily. Um... How did they feud? How did they feud? Magic We're... versus Isaiah. Yeah, all right. Oh, Wow. Um, no, that's a good one because I, I that was he literally he literally accused him of being gay because he had AIDS. That's a good one. That would have been a good one. But what did Magic say? Well, Magic Magic came back. He had words for him too, and you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, D'Lo versus Swaggy P, which is not a rap battle. It's D'Angelo Russell oh, who literally records Nick Young saying, <laughs> "I'm cheating on Iggy Azalea." <laughs> Okay, that would have been decent. I know who. At least I know who all those three people are. That's so bad. That was a bad. I I don't want to say it was, it was too petty and weird, and not great players, but that was pretty. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, okay, I uh, I, I, I actually was like, funny. I liked your honorable mentions. What? I mean, I'm surprised you didn't go with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis, considering Malik or- Willis didn't. Didn't say anything. The other Dolphins one I would have gone with was Richie Incognito versus Jonathan Martin. Oh, another good one. That would have been good. Man, you your honorable mention should be your list. I think Incognito is still in the league, too. Uh, he may be. He was in the league for a lot longer than Jonathan Martin, that's for sure. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think your honorable mentions list is actually your real draft. That right. Because none of those made my list, but those are some pretty good ones. Man, Richie Incognito, I remember that one. That was a big bullying what a like, jerk, yeah. scandal. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it here for us on the AM Drive. Hope you enjoyed this Fantasy Draft Friday edition. Enjoy your sports weekend. We will see you guys on the other side. Remember, as always, gamble responsibly. And, of course, drive safe. See ya.